It's episode 71 of the Odd Dad Out podcast, and this week I got both a, a good laugh and a painful lesson from listening to the uh, most recent episode of She Podcasts. Uh, warning, don't teach your Mexican co-worker what see you next Tuesday means. Uh, spoilers, it doesn't end well. Uh, I've also got Eclipse News, uh, Dead Bodies in Strange Places, a workplace affair gone horribly wrong. And by far the worst way to find out your spouse is cheating on you. All that, and I'm revisiting a previous feature for their spin-off show, Movie Maintenance Presents. Beginning on that out podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the wonderfully awesome and, and wow-stroking-my-own-ego Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. And this is a show where I share my weird little stories and whatnots and whosits, and make fun of other weird whatnots and whosits from the news. And because I'm such a giver, I end every show with a featured podcast that I think you should listen to because sharing is caring, y'all. So, I, I've talked about She Podcast before, and it actually was not too long. Oh, God, now that I think about it, that actually was a few months ago. But that, that breaks aside and all that. But uh, I, I, I love this show, and they're so hilarious. Well, this last week, their episode, much like this one, was titled... See you next Tuesday. And I saw that and I was like, oh God, what, what are they talking? Don't tell me that's what it is. Well, for those of you who don't know, see you next Tuesday is, is a nice polite, uh, way of, of acronym, uh, for, uh, what would be, uh, uh, known as the C word. And it's the C word that I'm not going to say here. Uh, I'll just say that it's spelled like aunt with a C instead. Or, or as the character on, uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, it's chunt without the H. And, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, it was funny because they have a segment called the Weird and Wild Show of the Week. Very similar to what I do, but, uh, they they kind of pick like weird stuff. They, they've, been turned on to since they work in podcasting, so they they get exposure to lots more shows than I do. I gotta look for shit. But they came on this show. Uh, crap! I mean, I had to look it up. Uh, let me see what it was called. Uh, it's called Very Bad Words, and they were discussing an episode called The C Word. And so, of course, Jessica was like, "Do you mean like see you next Tuesday?" And Elsie had never heard that particular phrase before. And so they went on for between Jessica and John and Elsie, and they probably went on for nearly eh, five, ten minutes about what this word means and trying to get Elsie to understand 
what word they were alluding to and it, it turned it was it was just utter hilarity just the fact that going on and on and on and on like no don't spell it <laughs> like, spell it out it's like and she's like okay what's the c word spell it and elsie's like c hyphen w o r d i'm like fuck you just you 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 can feel like jessica wanting to reach out and just str- and just like ah and shake her like no you must get it um but they get through and it, it turns into like Elsie absolutely hates that word, and I will. I'm not going to use it. My one of my older sisters is actually just like that. She she is like becomes enraged and nauseated and and crazy. She absolutely despises that word, and it's. But it's it's funny because our oldest sister throws that shit around like water, and I. I don't use that word unless, and very, very specific, it is a reference to, like, because in America, worst word in the English language, absolutely, and I dare anybody to argue the most vulgar word in American English. Well, when you're talking about Europeans and Australians, they throw that shit around, it's basically like the equivalent of asshole in America. It's thrown around. It can be a compliment in some, and some of the Sans Pants people, like Zoe from Sans Pants Radio has straight up said that calling somebody that is like one of her highest compliments. Well, in America, it's, it's liable to get you punched in the throat. Well, I was working with a new guy the night I'm sitting here laughing my ass off as we're driving between job sites and I'm working with a new guy and I'm like, well, I'm listening to this show and there's this whole thing and I'm explaining the situation. I just play it to him. Well, this is a guy who did not grow up speaking English. He was born in America. Like from, he's one of those, he's like a first generation in America. So he grew up in a Spanish speaking household, didn't learn English till he was in school. And Unlike when we, like, when English-speaking Americans learn another language, the first thing we go after is the profanity. When you learn English in school, they don't exactly do that. So, it was really funny to me because he had never heard the word, let alone the acronym or the, the phrase, the workaround, or any of that. Well, so I explained to him this word, and... Try and he's like trying to understand what it is and why it's so bad and I don't get it and blah 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 blah. Well, that goes into a whole long explanation. It's like, okay, well, here's the dictionary definition. Here's the urban dictionary definition. <laughs> here's like all these different like here's to understand and is like trying to explain profanity. Trying to and I've never had to do this before and it was actually quite difficult. Trying to explain to somebody the meaning of a particular vulgar word of a, like, trying to explain the meaning of a curse word and why it's bad and why it's worse than another word is really complicated. And trying to make somebody who culturally is not on the same page as you really throws things off. Because, I mean, there's, there's some things like, and I asked him, I was like, What's the absolute worst word, the absolute worst thing you could call a female in Spanish? And I'm like, T, 
to me, that doesn't sound that bad. I hear it thrown about. He says puta like it's like, but you hear people say it all the time. Well, you live and work around a lot of Hispanics. You people who say that shit all the time. It's thrown around like fucking crazy. You do not hear a lot of Americans use the C word. And when you do, that's like in hushed tones. You don't hear it. It's like, it's, it's like, if you hear it, you're like, who the fuck said that? I'm gonna, you're like, everybody will, it, everything shuts down. It's fire in an airplane or bomb on an airplane. Everybody's ears perk up. It's like, wait, who the fuck said that shit? Really fight. You say it to a female or you call a female that, be prepared to run or be prepared to take, you know, a, a clawed a fist to the throat or lose a testicle. Because, yeah, it's, it's, and I, I, I seriously, I cannot explain, I cannot put into words what makes it sound so bad other than the fact that it sounds so bad. And it's like demeaning in that sense of you're taking what is by dictionary definition, a word that is basically just defining a body part. It's like calling a guy a dick, but it's like you're reducing him to only being a dick, but it doesn't have that, you know, calling a guy a dick is like calling him a jerk. I, I've been called a dick many a time, but it's, I guess when you reduce a female to that term, it's like you're stripping them. It's like, that's all you are. You're nothing more than that. Blah, 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 blah. And, but it's, it's. It's hard to put into words why that little four-letter word is so much worse than any other word in American English. And trying to, again, trying to explain this to this guy, like, just going over his head, he's just not understanding it. Well, this weekend, working with him again, he was like, what was that word? It's like, oh yeah, he's fucking saying it, like every two fucking words. We're going through the drive-thru at In-N-Out, and he's... And he's just fucking, it's like, oh yeah, thanks. It's like, like, oh yeah, man, that's a, I was like, God, dude, shut fuck every other fucking word. I was like, dude, he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to sell that to my girlfriend. Like, I'm totally going to hit that. I'm like, dude, you're going to lose a testicle. You're serious. Like, you say that shit to your girlfriend. His girlfriend is a white American girl. She will lose her shit. Like, dude, you want to keep a girlfriend? Don't ever use that word. Ever. It's like the only time I use it is in comedy. For the sake of Australian accent, quoting sans pants. Or, or any of my Australians. You hear the Australians use, use it a lot. If I'm quoting an Australian podcaster, totally fine. In context. You know what? When I'm having a conversation with my black friends, believe it or not, I have some. Uh, guys are like family to me. We will throw the N-word around in private conversation. I'm admitting to this. If I'm talking to my oldest sister, or referencing an Australian podcaster, or show, or a quote, or a joke they said, I will use that word. Outside of that context, fuck no, I'm not going to use that shit. It's just, it's, it's asking to be hit. It's asking to end the relationship. If I, and he asked me, if I would ever say that to my wife, I was like, not if I want to stay married. 
But I mean, I can't totally blame him. It is a cultural thing. It's it's the difference between growing up knowing that's a not some shit you say, and the I just learned this word three days ago. So you know, it's it, it's telling the kid not to put his finger in the light socket. It's the first fucking thing he's gonna do. So that's and I straight up told him that I was like, dude, you are the toddler. That word is the light socket. You're gonna stick your fucking finger in the light socket until you get zapped. He's going to keep saying that shit until it comes back and bites him on the ass. So, you know, lesson to you, uh, an odd dad out pro tip, don't teach your non-American, don't teach someone who's secondary to English uh, swear words unless you want to face the consequences. All right, well, I'm going to take my first uh, Potter and Family promo break here, and I'm going to be right back with the news. Hi, I'm Mark James from the popular Poop Culture Podcast. I'm here today to talk to you about a serious matter millions of Americans struggle with each and every day. Do you suffer from a moderate to severe disinterest in life? Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with social perplexia, a general knowledge deficiency? Then Poop Culture, with all the snatch them in, may be right for you. The Poop Culture Podcast gives you your minimum daily required allowance of popular culture, comedy, and general tomfoolery. Please operate heavy machinery while listening to Poop Culture. If you achieve an erection lasting more than four hours, then good for you. Side effects may include, but are not limited to, nausea, diarrhea, general sense of euphoria, hallucinations, side and stomach cramps, social gaping, anal leakage, and dry mouth. Listen to the Poop Culture Podcast and gain the confidence you need to relate to people once again. No need to ask your doctor because Poop Culture is right for you. Poop Culture, yeah, it's a Poop Culture. Hi, my name's Jeremy. I've listened to podcasts for years. I've always had questions about my favorite shows or for my favorite hosts. I started a Facebook group called Podcasts We Listen To. It's a place where listeners can talk about their favorite shows and find new favorites. It's a place where podcasters can get tips on improving their shows, share their shows, and find new audiences. It's a place for all things and all genres of podcasts. That group has taught me that we all have questions about our favorite hosts. And now that group has become a show called Podcasts We Listen To. You can join me every Wednesday as I sit down with your favorite podcast hosts. You can get in questions for hosts by emailing them to podswelistento at gmail.com or you can tweet me at podcastswlt. And of course, you can join the Facebook group as well. I'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. All right, so I'm changing up the news a little bit. Um, I normally kind of go on and on and on about a lot of stories. I'm going to take kind of a, a, a tip from the Mike Jolich show, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through them a bit quicker because uh, <laughs> it gives me more, more weird shit and less rambling, I guess. But coming up, first up, I can't avoid it because it's been all over the news this week. Uh, I've got an Eclipse story. A Christian radio host says the 
Eclipse is a sign of the work of Satan. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Um, because the Bible describes the sun and moon as signs. Um, this guy's claiming that the moon covering up the sun is like a sign that God is being covered up by the works of Satan or something. And that the, the, the light of God in, in, in America is, is being overshadowed and blah, blah, blah. But it's all symbolism. Like you're, you're a radio host, not a, not a, a theologian. Big words. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a solar eclipse. It's, you know, it's not like the solar system isn't like this big circular rotating thing and there's like different objects that sometimes fall into different highly predictable alignments that may happen to block the sun for a portion of the day. I mean, it's, it's nothing like that at all. Uh, <laughs> all right. Speaking of idiot science, another, an idiot science tried to destroy Finding Nemo by applying science to a cartoon. So, French scientists released research showing how male clownfish, like marlin, uh, change from male to female if their mate dies. So, in the case of Finding Nemo, if this were real, when uh, Nemo's mom got eaten by the barracuda and all, all that happened at the very beginning of the movie... When that happened, Marlin would have basically gone through like a, like Jurassic Park. Uh, they talk about the frogs going from, from female to male so that they can keep reproducing. Well, clownfish do that, apparently. And a male will go through hormonal changes over a few weeks and convert from male to female and then mate with the, like, nearest, uh, like a what's it age appropriate uh the nearest uh virile male and continue reproducing that they're just their drive to reproduce is just such like the men will convert into females and on top of that apparently the females are super aggressive and defend the shit out of their anemone um yeah and they never leave their homes so the whole adventure across the ocean and all that would have never happened but had it actually happened Marlin would have gone out, and he would have returned to the reef, like, Marion or something. But, uh, still, it's a cartoon, people, it's not reality. So what if Marlin comes back and he's Marion? It's a cartoon. Like, and, and just a tip, scientists, you might want to also look into how that whole, like, Marlin slash Marion and, and Dory and Nemo, you know, talk maybe a thought all right switching from switching gears out of crazy science uh, an artist plays dead at tourist spots to protest selfies kind of get this artist stephanie rose has decided to oppose selfie culture in a special way by taking what she has dubbed I, I, i'm gonna probably pronounce it Steph D's or Steph dies. It's, it's spelled Steph dies. I imagine it's Steph D's, whatever. So she will just kind of drop down, like face down dead in random locations, sometimes major tourist spots like the Eiffel Tower. 
and have a picture taken of her. And like, so rather than like, you know, take a picture at the Eiffel Tower, she's going to drop dead. And I guess face down. I don't get why she's face down, but whatever. But she's done this in portable, like, like not portable, like public uh, bathrooms and in tourist spots outside statues and the Eiffel Tower and, and all over places and just drop dead and take pictures with like sometimes reaction, sometimes not. Sometimes people don't give two fucks. Um, but I get what she's saying. I mean, selfies are fucking stupid. I fucking hate selfies. Uh, and they need to go away. But, you know, it's, you know, it's also kind of stupid playing dead while hanging out of a public toilet. And yeah, yeah, I get it. It's art and it's for her art. Um, but ultimately, is, is this really the, is, is playing dead hanging out of a public toilet or getting on, on a, on the rocks, by the way, is that really the best way to share your message? I mean, you're, yeah, gross. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dead people, totally, I, I didn't plan these transitions. I just lined shit up. Uh, <laughs> New York City subway workers want the dead bodies out of their break room. You heard that right, folks. So apparently, if somebody dies in a New York City subway, the policy is, you know, police show up, they determine, was there a crime? Yes or no? Do they, they contain the crime scene, do all that shit? And then immediately it is, get the body out of here, get it put away, out of sight, get everything straightened up so the subway can get back to business, get the trains back on track, get the, the station moving through. But it's, someone dies, get the fucking body out of here, get it out of sight, move it, get, we gotta get back to business, come on, subway's gotta keep going, we can't back shit up, blah, blah, blah. Well, apparently this means that they will take that body and just fucking throw it in whatever nearest room they can until the coroners arrive and then to take the body away. Including, like, the employee bathrooms and, like, the employee break room. And somebody could just fucking walk into, like, oh, you know, a guard or whatever the fuck stops and goes to go to the bathroom and there's a fucking dead body in the bathroom. Or I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna go into the break room, and, and it's my lunch break. I'm going to go, and guy shows up, and like, hey, you don't mind us dropping this dead guy off right here, right? It's like, I mean, you, you can go on eating your lunch. He's only going to be here a few hours. Really? That, that's, that's apparently the situation. So the workers' union are, are asking for them to kind of fix that policy or do something else they think i think they need to find a place they need to designate a fucking place because that's fucked up oh geez all right now coming up my runner up for jackass of the week and this was a tough one until i found the, the final one my runner up for the jackass of the week corrections officer fired and arrested after getting pregnant from inmate. Woo! Where's my, where's my, my applause? I need my applause. There we go. All right. Former corrections officer is six months pregnant and facing 10 years in prison on rape and corruption charges after having a year long affair with an inmate. Yep. That happened. Now, okay. I've heard of those female guards. I mean, everybody's heard of like female guards being raped. Straight up. It unfortunately happens. And I've heard stories about female guards falling in love with inmates. 
And I, there was that prison break a while back where that prison worker fell in love with one of these murderer guys and helped them escape, and now she's in prison and all this crazy shit. This is the first time I've heard of a female corrections officer having an, legit having an affair with an inmate and being dumb enough to get knocked up by a prisoner. Are you not using protect? This is a dude in prison. You know what shit they do? Really, these people, they're, they're in, they're fucking in jail for a reason. That being said, I'll at least give it, at least you can be fairly sure that if he's regularly banging a guard, he's probably not banging his cellmate too. All right. All that runner-upping aside, we have reached the climax of the news. The jackass of the week. All right. Just, let's just get into it. An Illinois man books a prostitute. Too bad it was his wife. Yep. Like I said, worst way to find out that your spouse is cheating ever. So, Illinois man left in shock when the prostitute he booked from his favorite web service, this guy has been using this service for a while, turned out to be his wife of 19 years. She was equally shocked to find out that all of the time he'd been spending out with the guys was actually out buying hookers. <laughs> They're probably getting divorced, but really? Okay, this guy is like basically... For all intents and purposes, he's been going out on his wife for years, according to the article, off buying prostitutes to the point where he's basically a regular on this service. He sees the new girl he hasn't seen before. He's like, yeah, send me her. Chick shows up at the door, and who is it? His wife, who's been off hoeing herself out. So, really... Who is who's wrong in this situation? I'm I'm struggling. I mean, he's been going around banging hookers for years. Apparently, she's been using all the time. He's been away to be making extra cash as a hooker. It to me, this seems like a kind of a match made in sleazy motel heaven. <laughs> uh, I, I I cannot. I I how do you? Yeah. That's it. There are no words. There are no words for these this couple. Because they're perfect for each other. And, uh, the, hey, in his case, if she was good enough to sell it, why the fuck wasn't he at home? Really? This just sounds like they're both kind of shitty people. I'm just going to say it. They're both kind of shitty people. Because he's off paying for it. When he's got it, he's married, he's got it at home. He's off paying for it. When... His wife is off selling it. Now, if you're a pimp, this makes sense. If you're actually legitimately an actual, like, you know, off pimping, fine. But this dude's in his 50s, his wife's in her 40s, and they're on opposite ends of this business arrangement. Question. Did he still have to pay her for her time at the end of the night? I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that was lame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to jump into my last little promo break, and I will be back with this week's featured podcast, Movie Maintenance Presents. Do you like podcasts? Do you like listening to podcasts? Do you have ears? Do you like Justin and Chrissy? The 
That's our names. I know. We have a podcast. It's called So I Married a Movie Geek. Check out this clip where we talk Star Wars sex. Uh, this is I don't know how to explain this articulately, but the what quote unquote gives me lady boners as far as this goes is not a person and not like especially not like a guy where you know like hair support or, or Luke or you know even if I swung the other way and said, Ooh Leia. What do you watch? Two Ewoks like stacked on top of each other. <laughs> I mean Little double Ewoks. If I if if I were gonna go that route, I would just go for Chewbacca. Like, why do I need two stacked on top of each other? When I can have Chewbacca. So you like movies? Do you like good times? Check us out. We're so I married a movie geek at Movie Geekcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, all those other things. We'll see you at the movies. Hey everyone, I am Mike Jolitz from the Mike Jolitz Show, available on Spreaker.com and iTunes soon, I hope. I do a show where I mention some news items, celebrity stuff, stupid criminals, and just silly things I read on the interweb. Proud member of the Pottern family. What is the Pottern family? Hey, this is Shane. That's not Shane. That's a robot set by the government. And that's Kenny from I'm now. I'm a robot I'm, too. From now that I'm older. More like now that I'm robots. This is Gabriel Russo from the Hollywood Scandals of Yesteryear podcast. This is Steve from the Drift and Ramble podcast. This is Nick from the Epic Film Guys podcast. This is Emily from the Story Behind. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. This is Sean Harrigan from the Cinescape podcast. We are you podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow so follow us on twitter at potter family and use the hashtag potter family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same potter family where great podcasts come home recommended listening Movie Maintenance presents Where the Captain Goes by Sean Carney Narrated by Gregory Kane This week's featured podcast is taking us back to the world of Sans Pants Radio. And I've, I've talked about a bunch of Sans Pants shows in the past, uh, from Shut Up a Second to... Plumbing the Death Star to their spin-off show, Movie Maintenance, whereas Plumbing the Death Star kind of tackled rhetorical questions and and things like that, and questions from the uh from like pop culture and movie world and things like that. Movie maintenance basically took those movie problems and things like this and fixed them. Or say, hey, a movie there's a problem with the movie and it fixed them. Well, movie maintenance presents took some of those fixes and turned them into performances. And it kind of stemmed from the uh, Dracula Last Voyage of the Demeter storyline. And when they did that, that 
episode and that maintenance because it was written as a play. They performed it full stage show. I think they did two weeks and I think it was two weeks in Sydney. They did. I could be wrong, but that turned into the novelization of the play and which was, I still say that story makes me cry it to this day. That one's that one hits me hard. I've played that episode for other people that they're like, damn dude, that was amazing. And they took that and they're like, well, we can do this. We can up the, the stakes here. Let's do this with more of the stories. So they kind of spun it off into this other thing of movie maintenance presents, which you get to listen. And you're listening to it, obviously, but you're listening to the stage performance of the last voyage of the Demeter, or you're listening to this, them performing. They did a, uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen biopic, but most recently, what I thought was just amazing is they basically took the last voyage of the Demeter and they novelized a sequel to it. Whereas that story kind of left you in ambiguity to the captain and things like, wait, how did this end? Did this end? How, who's, what's going on? Well, it basically gave you a follow up to that. And I actually, I listened to this over this past weekend because I had to do some work out of town. I was like, hey, this is three hours long. It was basically an audiobook. When I first clicked on it, I see, okay, it's three hours long. Well, it's a play. It might be long. Fine. And then I start listening to it and realize, okay, this is just a novelization. Well, goddamn, much like, you know, the, the first story, this one kicked me in the balls. This was just a... I, I applaud these guys and their writing ability because it just sucks you in and I did not want to stop. I just had to keep listening and keep listening and just getting to the end in that last chapter and I just, I knew it was coming. You know in a story that's involving Dracula, he's got to show up somewhere. And I'm not spoiling anything because come on, this is a, a sequel to a Dracula story, he's going to show up. But the moment when he shows up, my heart sunk because I, and I knew it was coming. You, you have to know it's coming. But I just remember that and my dumbass, because it's just narrated. The whole story is just narrated. But I just remember listening to this and like when I get to the point and he's kind of changing his voice and things like this to fit the story. And I realize, yes, I'm focusing mostly on this one thing, but this is the one, this is the most recent thing I've listened to. So give me a break. But I just remember feeling like a dumbass when I get to the end and he does the voice of Dracula. And then I realize, oh my God, I'm a fucking idiot. This whole thing has been narrated by the guy who voiced Dracula in the original performance. Like I'm a dumbass. But again, it just grabs you and you fucking Ah, I, I, I was, I was just sitting there, just pit in my stomach, but it's so cool listening to the way the, they write these stories and listening to them played out. It's so different than just hearing, you know, the Sandspans group and hearing the movie maintenance crew kind of sitting in a circle and talking through it and like tweaking and adjusting the story and kind of burning each other and giving each other shit and joking around as in the main show. Just hearing that final pitch kind of brought to fruition and hearing it all put together in finality. 
it's amazing. It's such a different experience than hearing them pitch it than to hear it played out with, you know, music and, and, and interaction between different people. It's, it's amazing. It's absolutely worth listening to. Uh, I said, you should definitely be listening to movie maintenance anyway, but I definitely take some of those best stories and, some of the, I mean, it, and this one was a completely, it was like, again, it's a spinoff of a spinoff show. And then the, this, the episode, like the one I keep referencing, uh, there was, was a, where the captain goes, I believe is what it's called. And it's, yeah, where the captain goes is the sequel one. And it just, every little bit and piece of this story just grabs you. It's like, these guys are so amazing and such amazing writers and they tell such great stories that you have to be listening. You need to be listening to movie maintenance and you need to be listening to movie maintenance presents to get those final, those, just those amazing stories, the way they want it told. And because I, 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 there are not words to describe the amazing, like why these people don't make movies is beyond me. Why they are not actually out there making shit tons of money, writing scripts, writing screenplays, selling movies, making movies, putting on these awesome plays, and making shit tons of money because they're amazing. And yeah, so hear that, Hollywood and whoever, give these people lots of fucking money to make these movies. And fuck off most of the ideas that most of your people are making because they suck. Listen to these guys at Movie Maintenance. Um, and you can check out Movie Maintenance Presents and all the rest of the Sans Pants uh, network of crazy awesome shows at sanspantsradio.com. But that's going to do it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening to all of my randomness. And remember, you can get all of the links to all of these stories, including uh, pictures of uh, these Steph dies, Steph D's, uh, Stephanie Rose and her stuff. You can actually find her at StephDies.com or check out the links in the show notes at odddadout.blogspot.com. Reach out to me on Facebook and Twitter, or, you know, if you're really awesome, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, or Google Play, or or on the Facebook page for hell. I just want to hear what you think of the show, and share it with your friends, because like I said at the beginning, sharing is caring. But, until next week, ah, uh, fuck, I'll just say it. I will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>